honest, uninhibited, and edgy conversation about that topic that men and women think about several times every day. This is Denitza After Dark, iHub Radio's sensual, frisky, and transformational forum for all things love, sex, and relationships. Live from Palm Springs, here's Denitza. Good evening, everyone. Welcome here. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It's a lovely night here in Palm Springs. Getting ready for the holidays, right, Alex? Exciting. Are you excited for the holidays? I'm so excited. Have you been getting plenty of rest, Alex? Pardon? Have you been getting plenty of rest? No. Oh, that's a darn shame. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) No testing tonight here in beautiful Palm Springs, California. Well, the reason I ask you, Alex, because do you know that one of the le- one of the leading things that uh, scientists are really studying right now is sleep orgasms? What? Sleep orgasms. <laughs> okay. And what they're finding out is um, that sleep orgasms are very, very much in the brain. And so when we fall asleep, it's not uncommon to have these orgasms. I know you're looking at me as... I'm speaking a foreign language, but it does happen. And there is a major component to this. You know, it's no different than when a, a young man has a wet dream. You know, a man goes to sleep, he wa- he, and he wakes. Alex, really? <laughs> My goodness. Okay. So this young man has a wet dream, and he's you know, fast asleep, and all of a sudden, he has an orgasm in the, in the middle of the night, correct? And, you know, he wakes up, and there's semen on his PJs. And it's usually a, you know starts to happen in you know the years of puberty but then can go right into early adulthood okay if you were to see my producer right now she has a napkin on the top of her head and she's sweating profusely over my topics okay so we're we're all adults here alex please grow up grow up (laughs) i think you need to start sharing these um (laughs) These topics ahead of time. You were sleeping. You must have been having an orgasm in your sleep. (laughs) I tried to share these, but you were taking a nap. What could I do? There's nothing I can do. Not true. Okay, so, um, so it's not uncommon for uh, people to have these sleep orgasms, and yes, it is really possible. Um, They're finding that 80% of men and 40% of women have been have had a sleep orgasm. That's a high percentage. That's a really high percentage. 80% of men, obviously, and 40% of women. And they're also stating that women can kind of like think themselves off. And what that means is, yes, Alex, they can think (laughs) themselves off. (laughs) So they can get off by thinking. You know, you have these fantasies and maybe you're so in tune to your psychological, physical well-being that you can have this really amazing fantasy and maybe experience you know, your higher, higher blood rate, uh, your, your blood flow is increasing, it's, you're getting a little hot and bothered, and don't look at me like you've never had that experience, Alexandra. <laughs> and so you can, <laughs> okay, all right, my producer has never been hot and bothered before. So, <laughs> please restrain yourself, Alexandra. We're professional here. Thank you very much. So women can actually think themselves off. And how they think themselves off, it's, it's very similar like when you're having a fantasy. And when you, ha- when you have a fantasy, your 
heart rate kind of gets going, your you your pupils begin to dilate, you're a little bit more, you know, kind of flirtatious. You, know, you kind of start with, with the flirting scene, and then you're thinking, then you're fantasizing, and uh, speaking of fantasizing, it's not uncommon for people to fantasize about someone else while they're being intimate. What? Sorry. <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe that's you're, not correct to do that. You don't think it's correct? You no, I, I don't. I, that's cheating. That is not <laughs> cheating, Alexandra. That's cheating. It, no, it's not. What if you just saw this really great movie and you've got like a heartthrob, you know, one of your favorite celebrities, and he or she is on the video, uh, is on the on the TV screen or the video screen, and you're like, oh god, he looks so good, and then you turn around and you know maybe your husband or wife isn't looking that great, but. You know, he gets your juices flowing and you go in your intimate and you kind of fantasize. You know that's that's not the person. You know you're not going to have that person in bed with you. But, you know, we all have like this little movie star crush. Or Do you still think that's cheating? Yes. So when you're intimate with a person, you never fantasize about anybody else but that person. Correct. Oh, that's so sweet. That's nice. Well... You are a rarity, okay? <laughs> you are the rarity. <laughs> because, you know, some, sometimes that just happens. That's, it's it's kind of like the, when you watch porn. You know, when you, you were watching the porn. It, okay, you've never watched porn? Have you ever watched porn? I'm not going to answer these questions. <sighs> well, God, lack of <laughs> participation. I don't. Like, I don't. Wow. <laughs> You're being deducted points because you refuse to participate, Alexandra. No, I don't watch porn. Okay, so you don't watch porn. No, but, I you don't. know, a lot of people um, use that porn to stimulate their love life. So then that way, you know, kind of gets them in the mood. It's a little erotic. It kind of stimulates you. It doesn't mean you're cheating, but it stimulates you. So anyway, getting back to <laughs> sleeping orgasms. So what they found, these researchers found, is that if you think yourself off, your physical, the physical research was equivalent to actually masturbating. So if you're thinking, so maybe orgasms kind of kind of begins and happens in the brain. That's why, you know, when you've had a really stressful day, or you're just not in the mood, and maybe sometimes women don't orgasm because there's a blockage of some sort there. They're stressed, they're overworked, they're tired. So women are more cerebral than physical? Um, I don't know if they're more cerebral. Well, I think men are much more physical than women, actually. But maybe the women are in their heads too much. Mm. Or um, they don't know when to just kind of categorize or separate. Like when they go to bed, when, they, when it's time to be intimate, when it's time to be physical. No, they, they're maybe more in their head or they're thinking about a hundred million other things. And so there's maybe a blockage of that orgasm. And then you, you, you combine that with maybe not being stimulated the way they like. Or maybe there's a lack of oral sex because most women get off on oral sex. So again, now they're, they're not getting that, that need met. And so... That could be a huge possibility. So what they're finding is um, that the, that these subjects, and these were these were women and men who were who were studied, mm-hmm. that um, that the physical touch also played a major major factor in the psychological brain portion. So they thought, hmm, what if you're sleeping, you're in REM, and your brain is allowed to relax, like just 
relax. You're not thinking a million and one thoughts and you're having this amazing sexual dream or maybe something's turning you on in your dream. It is not uncommon because you're such in a relaxed state of mind that you could experience an orgasm while you're sleeping. Is it like kind of an organic virtual reality? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) It's like virtual reality. Um, Except it's really happening to you. It's not really, you're dreaming it. Yeah, but there's probably some type of after effect to it. Your body Mm -hmm. is going to have some type of climax. Your body will release, you know, for a boy, he'll have a wet dream. He'll release some semen. For a woman, there may be some, you know, wetness or, you know, sexual residue. So you just don't know. But there's a, it's a really interesting component. Because what if that's, what if that's the case that we can not only get, as, as women, because we're in the 40 percentile, what if we can also allow ourselves to have these um, sleeping orgasms? So now you can have it while you're awake and you can also have it while you're sleeping. Hmm. And if you're having it while you're sleeping and say you're not in a relationship, um, wouldn't that be much more beneficial to you? Because now you're, you know, we say that sex is extremely healthy. Is it the same kind of release? Um, they're saying it's super close. It's it, it in, orgasms involves increased blood flow to your erectile tissue. Um, it's important knowing that during REM sleep, blood flows to your erectile tissue, including your clitoral cl- um, complex. The brain can recognize this and can lead to sexual arousal and then another major orgasm. So if you're having the same side effects as um, you would while you're awake, mm-hmm. then your brain can't differentiate between you if you're sleeping or if you're awake. So it's the same, you're, because you're experiencing the same physica, uh, physical components. What if you don't dream? What if you don't dream? Do you dream, Alex? Nope. You don't dream? I Never. Don't dream. I Never. Dream. Do you think you just block that? I don't think so. I actually went to a sleeping clinic. I don't dream. And, but you did go to in and out of REM. I had I had no. Well, we don't want to get into. That. <laughs> Why do you keep asking me questions? I don't want to get into my. Life. Okay, well then you're not going to have a sleeping <laughs> orgasm. Hopefully, you have an awake orgasm. We're gonna we're gonna hope you're having an orgasm anyway around. Remember we had a deal. We don't talk about my life. We talk about you and your clients and your knowledge. Thank you. Well, my knowledge is saying you probably need more naps. <laughs> so maybe that's a good thing, right? What if what if uh, you're not getting your needs met and you're like, hey, if I can just go to sleep a little bit, maybe there's a way to tap into these type of orgasms, maybe... Maybe it's watching a romantic movie. Maybe it's masturbating before you go to sleep. Maybe it's fantasizing. Whatever that component is to get you in that state of being. Hmm. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I mean, actually, think about that. Wouldn't it be wonderful for you to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to let my brain relax because while I'm awake, it's not. I'm not going down. I, I'm blocking the orgasms. I'm not, um, I'm not feeling it. Uh, my partner is being frustrated. So I'm going to take, some time to train myself because I think everything's about practice. Practice makes perfect. So what if you... So you can train yourself to have a sleeping orgasm? I don't know if you can train yourself, but wouldn't it be great to practice that? 
does having one while you're sleeping help you have one when you're awake? I would hope so. More is better. More is better. You don't think more is better <laughs> in the orgasm component of life? <laughs> you you decide that. I'm not going to decide that. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to say more is worse. <laughs> I just don't. I have no scientific research that says <laughs> having more orgasms is detrimental to your health. <laughs> That's just personally, I don't don't know. But think about it, the benefits. Better Mm -hmm. sleep. Yeah. Great sleep. Good orgasm. Waking up refreshed and rejuvenated and your mind is rested. What's not to love about that? And do you remember? Well, there's, these 40% had some type of record of it and 80% of men had it. Whether it be they had, they had some physical evidence after the fact. Hmm. But... Obviously, there's a component there that we really need to tap into. And maybe if we're aware of this and we are open-minded and think, okay, well, maybe I'm going to try that. What can Mm -hmm. I do better to allow myself to go to sleep? And if we start having these orgasms, maybe just maybe um, there'll be some less insomnia going on. Maybe maybe there's something that we really need to research in this this area. What do you think, Alex? I think they tap in for tra- creativity, so I don't see why they can't tap in for this. Exactly. Hmm. Creative sex. <laughs> In the mood. Denitza After Dark. It's unapologetic sensual talk on iHub Radio. Exploring intimacy. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges on iHub Radio. So, Alex, okay, we've talked about sleep. So let's 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 talk about penises. Oh, why? Okay, and actually that's our word for the day, penis. <clears throat> and we're gonna try really, really hard to make sure. No pun intended, really hard <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> to uh, get uh, my producer, Alexandra, here to say the word penis. So, did you know that this last week, thousands of penis fish washed up in uh, on a beach in Northern California? I think I saw something like that. You saw a lot of penises on the beach? <laughs> <sighs> no, I think I saw some news, something or another about that, yes. So I don't know if you've seen a picture of this, but they're amazing looking. They actually look like a penis. Only you would think it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Only you would describe it as amazing. There were thousands of these penis fish floating on a beach. What is the, what are the the odds of this happening? I I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a, a, a wonderful topic of conversation. I think it's great to to use these pictures to have some sex talks with your children. (laughs) What? Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I must have thrown my producer there for a second. Okay. Half the population has a penis. Now they've washed up on a beach. (laughs) They're fish with penises, or as they are called, penis fish, also known as a fat innkeeper worm. Imagine that. So what if a man didn't call, you know, his private part a penis, but 
This is my fat innkeeper worm. <laughs> Very sexy there, right? Wow. So there are, it's, it's amazing. There's all these images um, of these worms that were washed up on the beach and thousands of them. Thousands. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a picture here and it's just. Did they say why that happened? Um, they said they had something to do with a, was it the cyclone? The Probably the water bombs, temperatures. Yeah, warm changed. temperatures, bomb cyclone. <clears throat> and that's usually what happens. Uh, they were found on Drake's Beach last week and they're calling these orga- uh, orgasms. Oh, organisms. No, oh, how funny. Yeah, you know, to be in the mind of Dr. Borges for five <laughs> seconds, she reads organisms as orgasms. Okay. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> no big deal. But they live in these uh, U-shaped burrows under the sand. So few beachgoers are even uh, unaware of them, but they're living underneath. So how does this equate to like talking to your children? I mean. Well, okay. If you have a bunch of Okay, if I'm walking along the beach, okay, and say I have my child with me, and there's all of these, I'm not going to say this is a fat innkeeper worm. <laughs> I'm going to say these are penis fish. And so you recommend like using everyday things to launch off a conversation with your children about sex? Well, they're seeing it in everyday ad campaigns. They're seeing it in everyday TV shows and videos and... Uh, music videos. I mean, they're exposed to it on a daily. Why not take these, these this exposure and actually have a, have conversations that you know um, how you're addressing your own child and 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 implanting a, a comfortableness in regards to these topics that mo- a lot of parents and a lot of people do not want to discuss. Implanting a comfortableness. Yeah. Hmm. Shouldn't shouldn't sex and shouldn't the talk of sex be comfortable, especially with your child? Because one day they're going to have sex. Right. I mean, so yeah. I I would err on the side of why not talk about it? Because how, how early is too early? I mean, when do you start? Um, well, you know, kids are having sex at a younger well at a younger age, or at least exposed to it at a younger age. Right. Usually it's been the end of middle school to the early parts of high school. Mm. But what shouldn't you be discussing this prior to? I, I mean, and then if you have these innkeeper worms on your beach and there's thousands and look like penises and little Johnny comes over and goes, Mom, oh, my God, that looks like what I have. I'm like, right, little Johnny? This is great. Let me talk to you about this. Just like that. Let Just me like talk that. to you about this. Why not? Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing to be talking about this? And, and, and you, I mean, there, you could easily, I mean, these are U-shaped ones that hide underneath right. the sand. Right. And you could take that, you know, where they live, how they rep, uh, you know, reproduce, and, and incorporate that into the birds and the bees. Incorporate that into everyday language with your child or your children. Incorporate that with your spouse. I mean, come on. You're walking down the beach. It's all romantic. And all of a sudden you see thousands of penis fishes. Like, and that leads to <laughs> a romantic evening. <laughs> Whoa, those are hot. I mean, well, you, you have to take that and make and incorporate it with some type of humor. Okay. Right? Okay. What if it wasn't penis fishes? What if it was, I don't know, something regarding breasts? <laughs> Breast crabs. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and there was thousands of breasts floating on the beach. Trust me, a man's going to be like, whoa there, baby. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> Right? I would think so. What's the difference between a penis fish and a breast crab? Nothing. And you, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's so talk just about talk it. about it. Right. Use everyday nature and let's talk about it. We're animalistic. We're animals. Let's not let's let's not hide from it. Let's discuss it. Can you say penis, Alexandra? No, I will not. Penis fish? <laughs> no. Fat innkeeper worm. <laughs> no. No. Wow. Throw me a bone there. <laughs> throw throw me a penis. <laughs> throw me a penis. No. <laughs> okay, we tried. <laughs> Give me some time. Turning your WTF into a big O-M-G. This is Denitza After Dark on iHub Radio. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges. So um, we're here at iHub Radio this evening, and please feel free to give us a call at 760-544-8255. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Love to hear from you. Uh, We are really good about returning um, emails and reading your text messages, and we try to incorporate them within the show. So please don't hesitate. We'd love to hear from you. And show ideas. Questions that lead to show ideas. Yeah. Somebody out there right now is thinking about that penis fish. If you say so. Right out this very minute. So, getting away from penis fishes and going to Ashley Graham. Do you know who Ashley Graham is? I do. I do. Okay, so she's that model on the cover of Vogue, <coughs> and uh, she's talking about her pregnancy, which is great. And I think she's about five months pregnant. But she was discussing um, with, um, with the magazine on why women don't talk to other women in regards to pregnancy and not pregnancy as in sense of, you know, your breasts hurt, it's uncomfortable, you're taking your prenatal pills, but in regards to pregnancy and how to have sex while you're pregnant, what feels good when you're pregnant, what positions, what doesn't feel so good. Um, and how women are not inclined to share that private part of their lives with their fellow other women. Do you you think that, they believe they shouldn't be having sex while they're pregnant. So you're going to go nine months without having sex while you're pregnant? Personally, I didn't know you could have sex while you're pregnant. You didn't know you could have <laughs> sex while you're pregnant. Alexander, where do you live? <laughs> We're on Earth right now. <laughs> Holy cow. You're... Significant other would be extremely, <laughs> extremely frustrated. <laughs> you know, that's a good question for our guests in our next hour yes. because we have an amazing couple. Yes, and I'd like to know what he thought if he could still have sex with his wife. They're super adorable. Yeah, they are. They're cute. Uh, one of the cutest couples I've ever seen, and and just fun loving. But um, so that's a good question. Yes, you can have sex while. I mean, the penis isn't going to take the baby's eye out. It doesn't work that way, Alexandra. Okay? The penis isn't going to be poking the baby. It can't reach that far. Okay? The baby is in the embryonic fluid, much, much higher. They don't see a light coming after them. No. What, what, what's that? Um, 
sword from Star Wars. What's it called? The a li- lightsaber. Yeah, there's oh no, my God. there's no lightsaber. I can't you don't know that. I can't believe you don't know that <laughs> you can't have you can have sex with a pregnant woman while she's pregnant. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that. Just move on to the next. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> See, and see, this is what, uh, this is what um, Ashley Graham was talking about. You don't know what you don't know again, again, again. And so she was curious on why women are not having these talks. Um, I guess she's good friends with Kim Kardashian, of course, and, and uh, Serena Williams. And they were like, oh, well, call me. I'll tell you this. Or call me. I'll do that. Or the pregnancy is the hardest part. The birth is the easiest. And I'm like, what? Come on, Kim. You've had two surrogates what are you talking about the birth is easiest yeah because you weren't there so it's like (laughs) not trying to put down kimmy here but come on nothing wrong with surrogates no there is nothing wrong with surrogates but there's something wrong with saying the birth is the easiest when you're not there okay okay but in regards to what ashley graham was saying is we as women should be having these talks. And obviously you're not going to get these talks in Lamaze class. There isn't going to be an instructor that says, but you should have sex this way or maybe this is a better position. Why not? Because they're more inclined to deal with the medical aspect of it. Like the breathing, going through labor, uh, how to prepare for the baby, what to have when the baby is here. But they're not really talking about your sex life when you're having Lamaze classes. Mm. They're not telling you, well, maybe you should, you know, have it from behind. Maybe you should. Excuse me, Alex. I'm listening. <laughs> there was a rolling of the eyes. <laughs> no. That you should have it from behind, maybe to the side. Maybe there should be pillows wrapped ar- like put around you. Maybe you, know, you. You know, maybe there's more stimulation on your breasts and your nipples now because you have a. You know, your 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 breasts are engorged. You know, it's developing milk ducts for the preparing for the baby and feeding the child. Then maybe they're more sensitive. Okay, I'll tell you. Want to hear a story? Sure. Okay, so I had I, so <laughs> famous last words. Sure. <laughs> so I had a client, and he, um, it was a couple, and they came to me, and the the husband was petrified, petrified that uh, because his, he was a breast man and he loved his wife's breast, and all of a sudden he's like, "Is she going to lose the elasticity in her breast? And do I need to start saving up now to have a?" to get her you know a boob job because I want her boobs to be just as firm and plumpy as they were before having our child okay and that was his one of his major concerns and she thought that that was just ridiculous to go to a therapist for (laughs) but it was a major concern to him that was a that was I would think that was somewhat of a deal breaker he wanted her proportions to look just as good he wanted her back to that pre-pregnancy body and uh, well, I'm. They're still together, so. <laughs> but she did get a boob job. Oh my god! So, I mean, after the and, and and that's another thing. Do you breastfeed if you've had a boob job? Do you? I don't know. Do you? Some, can you? You can, but some women choose to do it, and some cho- women choose not to. And mm-hmm. and you know now with the latest, you know we we've, we've gone from um, silicone implants to more of the gel implants and you know there's still um concerns on both parts right. on how that that how that would affect the a child if you're nursing hmm. and then you know, some men get really really scared of intimacy after because most men don't want to get a woman pregnant right after she had her first child hmm. because there's a waiting period for you not to be intimate if you have a natural childbirth but if you have a 
uh, a C-section, then that wait is even longer. Mm. So, it, it, and and uh, then you, she's got to get regulated with her menstrual cycle and so on and so forth, and to have back-to-back babies. That's 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 some hard stuff. So if you weren't getting sex in those nine months because you thought you shouldn't be having sex, Alessandra, because your wife was <laughs> pregnant, and then, um. You get her pregnant on that one shot deal. Well, then now it's 18 months that you're not having sex. An easy 18 to 24 months. That's two That's years. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's nuts. And then on top of that, when you have a child, all of a sudden it's other responsibilities. And your sex life usually gets gets hit. It's it's one of the, the last priorities because you're feeding and wake up times and and there's lack of date nights and you're exhausted and you're juggling and it's a lot of stress to put on a young couple. And, and that's a, definitely something that I really want to discuss with this young couple that's coming in in the next hour because so many questions that are not being answered. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to address that because we want to, we want to feel as, oh, we're excited about, about having a baby and we're excited that we're supposed to be. We're new parents. We should be in love with our child and we sh- it, they should come first. Well, yeah, our children should come first, but that does not mean your sex life takes a back seat and your partner takes a back seat. I've seen that happen too many times where the, the children can totally consume the marriage and all of a sudden the couple doesn't even know each other anymore. So what's your recommendation? Putting the marriage first. Your children are there. You love them. You take a bullet for them. You die for them. That is no... Uh, there, there's there's n- no taking away from that premise. But your spouse and your husband who create help you create those children <laughs> <laughs> need to ta- right? Need to take precedence. And those needs need to be fulfilled. They, they need to be on task. And it's not next week and not tomorrow but it's now and when are we going to do this again you know you, you, especially with with new families it's okay we've had sex now when will this happen again because you can't let it get away from you because if you start to let it get away from you eventually it's lost so when you when you have sex you need to already plan for the next time unless you like it twice in one night <laughs> Then you won't really need to plan because you're not really going anywhere. That's not what I was asking. <laughs> what were you asking? Please be specific. <laughs> Communicate effectively, Alexandra. You don't have sex twice in one night? <laughs> That's not what I said. And we don't talk about me, remember? Okay. Another <coughs> producer on a different radio show, does she have sex <laughs> twice in one night? Yes. Okay. Put my point. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's another show. But if... So you're you're you you're having sex that night. So you're planning already for the next event. Like you you so that what you well you're not booking tickets. <laughs> you're not like going online. It's like like Ticketmaster. Like okay, here's my next engagement. But you should be thinking, okay, this was a Friday. You need to let your par- partner know that there is going to be a next time, and it'll be soon, so that they know that. Well, you hope it's going to be a next time. You don't want your partner thinking that was the last time. <laughs> Okay, so you don't want to say, okay, on this day at certain hours when the sun comes through the third blind and the moon sets at exactly 5.02, that's when we're having it again. No, you have to say, okay, this was really good for me and this was wonderful for you. So we should really make uh, another plan. Maybe it's next Friday. Maybe it's midweek because, you know, hump day. Oh, my God. 
there's a reason it's called hump day. It's not just because of the camel. <laughs> but, oh my God. So again, I mean, that's midweek. You've been at work two days out of the week. You should have sex on that Wednesday. You know, get the juices flowing again. You got two, two and a half more days before the weekend. Booyah. You're back on the horse again. So Wednesday's a good day. I think I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. All day, every day. <laughs> can't it, be all day, every day. No, it can't be all day, every day. I know we have to live productive lives. But then you think, you know, men think about sex a lot. Mm-hmm. Women think about it a fraction of it. We need to play catch up. Remember, we talked about that. Yes, in women need to catch up. We need to catch up on thinking about sex. Because our men aren't going to slow down. No. No. They're really not. No. We need to speed up. And we need to say, okay, we have these needs too. And not be ashamed or feel embarrassed about having these needs. Okay. Like, right? Sure. Okay, do you ever take the initiative? Do you ever I, tell your other half, hey, you know what? I, I really need to be intimate. We're talking about me again? No, a producer from another show <laughs> at a different radio station. <laughs> yes. So you, you're more inclined, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Not saying, hey, you know what? I've got needs. I've got needs. I need these needs, need these needs filled. If anybody shouldn't you be able to tell that to your partner? Yes, I mean, I, I agree with that. That's. And I think also your partner should be able to know when you really need it too. Like they're stressed out. You're like, okay, let me give you a back rub. Let me give you a hand massage. Let me rub your feet. Let me do something nice for you. And be able to read between the lines and go, okay, let me let me just really take you to bed and get you to unwind a bit. Hmm. Because sometimes people misread that. They're like, oh, you just want to have sex. No, it's maybe you need to have sex, but you don't know it and your partner is seeing it very clearly. And you probably should have it. It's not a punishment. <laughs> it's a reward. <laughs> okay, I don't know why people think sex is a punishment. It's a reward. Consensual sex is a reward. Reward for all the good stuff in your life. There you go. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Good sleep, good health, good orgasm. What's not to love about that? Nothing. Nothing, right? Do it more. There you go. Tell that producer friend of yours. I will. Getting your erotic on. Frank conversation that is 100% sex positive with Dr. Denitza Borges. She has no hangups, so feel free to jump in and get frisky. Call 760-544-8255. That's 760-544-TALK. It's your kind of party line on iHub Radio's Denitza After Dark. You can also text the show. 760-699-0202. That's 760-699-0202 for texting. Now, here's Denitza. So, um, Alexandra, do you know what's the big, since you're a techie, right? You're all into that tech stuff. I like technology, yes. Okay, well, 
So you know where Silicon Valley is, correct? I do, yes. Okay, so do you know what the biggest trend right now in Silicon Valley is regarding sex? <laughs> no, I do not. You don't know? No. Uh, gosh, I thought you'd be in the know. <laughs> so it's called um, many, many Silicon Valley executives. You know, could, Obviously, they live in San Francisco. You're, you're talking billionaires and millionaires. So the Silicon Valley executives and techie individuals and investors and hedge fund guys mm-hmm. um, are really into saving their marriages. But guess what they've put on the table to save their marriages? Swinging clubs. Oh, God. Okay. So what they're saying to their significant other and spouses is, I want to save my marriage, but I want you to entertain swinging. And just humor me. What's the percentage of wives that said, okay, they'd be they'd be okay with that? 20%. Oh, <laughs> Alexandra. You said guess. I'm guessing. They're married to billionaires. Okay, 40%. 73%. of who has actually been interviewed mm-hmm. have said they'll stay with their husbands and, and entertain and go to these swinging clubs to save their marriages. And some of them are saying that it's been saved. So... The irony of this is that the swinging club is with other billionaires and Silicon Valley hedge fund guys. So you're sleeping with one. Would that be considered insider training? I don't know. Excuse me? Is that insider trading? I don't know about that. Really, (laughs) Alexandra? Oh, my God. Well, maybe. (laughs) They're trading sperm. Oh, God. You have to to take it there. You you just. They're using their penises, Alexandra, to trade sperm. Say penis, Alexander. <clears throat> no. Mm. You know, our guests that are coming in, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have a problem saying any of the words I use, but you... Thank God for guests. You you give this really conservative... It's not conservative. I just don't think I... You're not that innocent. I'm not. I'm a producer. You're... You, you say it. Okay. Penis. <laughs> Sperm. So anyway, that is what's happening, and it, it's real. It's saving their marriages. I'm I'm happy. I think it's great. I, I have many friends who work in Silicon Valley. I wonder if they're part of the swinging club. No, we should nice. ask them. Oh, no, 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 we can ask them to be our guests. That would be amazing. No. Okay, because I want to have a really good lead um, lead in with our next guest. Mm-hmm. So you know who Kylie Jenner is, correct? I do. Travis Scott. Yes. Okay. So she came up with this amazing, amazing Playboy layout. I mean girl looked amazing in it and the, sh- the photography was outstanding and the actual modeling she was beautiful good i'm glad that they were going back to the artistry of it it's playboy <laughs> don't lose sight okay playboy is all about sex the p- <laughs> oh my god it's not about the photography it's about the <laughs> sex so they were discussing their sex life and they were talking about how it's so much better after they've had their baby Okay. prior to which I thought was a little odd because you would think that they would be having sex like rabbits prior to you know having their baby right. but I guess now the sex has just gotten better so I don't and, and they really didn't disclose why okay. it's gotten better what is your take why do you think it's gotten better I don't know I, I think having a child will take your your relationship to the next level and your inhibitions get reduced 
I don't like know. what I don't inhibitions? Children, so I don't know. Like what inhibitions? I don't know. When you're in when you're in a relationship and you're new to the relationship, you're you're more formal. You're more careful what you say. You're more careful what you do. You're more careful what you expose. And we're talking sex, Alexander. But, but once you have a child and that's it, you know, then it's 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 all or nothing. Like you don't you can run around the house butt naked and. You can expose yourself. And uh, this is a guess on my part. As I said, I don't have children, so I, I don't know. That's I mean, it's it's pretty locked in, I think. And it's, you know, then the child is your 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 glamour points, I guess. I mean, my sisters do have children. They and shortly after having children, they they you know they don't wear makeup as often. They don't do their hair as often. And and it's just almost, you know, it's like take me as I am. I had your child for you, and that's it. And oh, and wow. so there's so there's less inhibited in 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 trying to. But that doesn't mean you had a child and then you can't put your makeup on anymore. No, no, you can't no, go out there and look no. Good. But it's no. you're gonna lose your man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. No, that's not what I'm saying. Maybe maybe the woman feels less hesitant to say this is what I like this is what I want and you know I, I give you a child so give me what I want I, I don't know <laughs> you don't use your child as leverage <laughs> you ask me a question I'm answering it okay so, so I, I gave you a child <laughs> uh, I don't wear my makeup anymore I don't get ready I throw on some frumpy clothes and um, I still want a Chanel bag are you flipping kidding me <laughs> you asked me a question what the even I would say if okay I don't have any sisters okay but I will tell you that if if I okay let's let's turn it around let's not make this sexist I have a son so if my son had a baby with his girlfriend and I think his girlfriend is like beautiful she's really good peeps but if she had a baby and yeah the wheels were turned Mm -hmm. and she's like look I gave you a baby (laughs) you better I don't know why you quit your job and you better get a job and he's like nah I'm really not feeling it I'm really not feeling the going out to work bid and I'm really not feeling dressing up and I'm really I'm gonna gain 300 pounds and be a fat slob and put my hand on, in my pants and just I lay on the couch say that. that's not cute I didn't say that you always go too far no but it's it's true I mean we have a responsibility to the relationship to look as good as we did when we entered it right my point was after she had the child maybe she was less inhibited it's, it's like now she's had a child and so it's i don't know why ask your next guest don't ask me i am totally all <laughs> over this <laughs> because I, I just i i mean my next guests are very attractive people so i'm thinking okay yeah. you, you know they've very got, they're very good looking couples so i'm i'm very curious to ask you know what their opinion is johnny and veronica who, Johnny and Veronica. That's already a sexy name. I know, right? I could add Johnny a last name, but I won't because... Hmm. Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> Penis fish. Oh, God. So, anyway. I'd be I, curious to know what their opinion is. Because I, I agree. I, I can't offer you a good... Obviously, a good... A good response. Opinion. You can't offer... Yeah, you're all over the place on this one. <laughs> okay, but yes. Yeah, so please, please uh, continue listening because we have an ama- we have two amazing people on our show who are going to really enlighten us about you know having children at in their late twenties, early thirties, and some of the challenges that they're experiencing, as well as uh, uh, what they're doing to keep their relationship strong and going. So stay tuned. <laughs>